Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Wiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with a bona fide Nashville country music legend. I sit down with Russell Dickerson and uh, and we go in. And, and, and don't think that this is going to be country, country, country all the way. Uh, some real curveball song choices in there. And uh, we go right across the spectrum of music on this on this chat. And, uh, and I think you're going to love it. Before we get on with the chat, just uh, a few quick thank yous. Thank you to Scroobius Pippen, all my brothers and sisters at Distraction Pieces Network. And if you listen to this podcast a lot and you hear me say that and uh, and you're not overly familiar with lots of the other podcasts on this network, go and explore because there's there's so many. Uh, and obviously at the top of the... At top of the tree is the you know the podfather himself, Scroobius Pip, and uh, and I'm sure most of you people are here via the means of uh, discovering off the beaten track through uh, my connections to Pip. And uh, but if if you're not, then I can't recommend that podcast enough. I'd like to say a big thank you to Seventy Six who produces these podcasts, and and obviously during lockdown, um, we're all having to do these remotely, which is which is a double-edged sword because. Yes, it means it's done over Zoom, so you don't always get that perfect studio-type podcast quality. But what you do get is you get guests from all over the world now. And so you get, you know, you, you get to hear me talking to people like, you know, country legends like Russell, Chuck D, um, you know, Melanie C, Deftones. You know, it, it's it's really opened up the the realms of what you can do in podcasting, you know. So there are there has been some, you know, little glistenings of, of positivity in in a very very bonkers year that we're uh, we're all sort of trying to get our way through. Um, also, if this is your first time listening to Off the Beaten Track, um, when you get to the end of this episode, then um, why not explore the back catalogue because you've got access to about two hundred episodes now, and you can hear me talking to some of the aforementioned like Chuck D and Melanie C. But you can hear me talking to Fatboy Slim. Um, Madness, Chic, James Lavelle, actors such as Maxine Peake, Amanda Abington. Oh, there's there's bundles. Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Um, so go go and explore because there's there's so many wonderful chats I've had with some incredible people, and uh, and they're all there to be listened to for free. Um, and one of the things that helps keep this uh, free is the fact that I supplement the podcast with um, a Patreon page. And so if you do you know, enjoy what I do and you'd, you'd like to kind of, you know, help in any way, shape or form. I totally understand if you can't, but if you'd like to, then uh, there is a Patreon page. And, uh, but 
you know, from as little as about, I think it's about 80p a week. Um, you do also get uh, four weekly shows um, on the Patreon as well. And if you don't know what Patreon is, um, then it's just something you can sign up for for a month and you can just cancel it whenever you want. Um, and also, if you did sign up to the Off the Beaten Track one, then you, you'll have access to, I think it's 200 plus Patreon shows over there. And, and they're ones where I play the music as well and, and discuss the records and stuff. So there's lots of goodies to be had over there. I put up lots of video episodes as well over there. And, uh, and it really does help because this is a labour of love and it's a wonderful labour of love. Um, okay, I think I'm done with that. I mean, in regards to the Patreon and, and all that other stuff and the back catalogue, you can find out about everything to do with this podcast on www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Back to today's episode. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Russell Dickerson. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, stew with him. Right, we're recording. Sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom, Russell Dickerson, Hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. How um, how are you getting on out there? Where where are you right now? Whereabouts are you? I'm at home in Nashville, Tennessee. Has uh, has the whole lockdown thing happening over there right now? What's going on? Uh, things were starting to open up a little bit, but now they're I think they're kind of tightening back down. Uh, heard of anything really tightening back down yet? But. I mean, we're just kind of hanging out at home. We have a newborn baby, so we're just kind of we're kind of staying away from all that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's all good. Wonderful. Oh, congratulations on the newborn baby, Russell. Um, Thanks. Okay, for track one, I'm going to ask you the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Oof. You know, I think for me is Black or White by Michael Jackson. <laughs> wonderful the whole the whole intro you know the banging on the door the you know the tape and everything i just i mean i just remember hearing that I'm like wow that's like so brilliant and i guess you can't not hear that without seeing the video right right yeah macaulay Culkin, yeah. the whole the whole thing man so and and so just just quickly because michael jackson gets mentioned so many times in this podcast and uh because when you start sort of Getting you know, talking nostalgia and, and 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 talking about people's kind of records that have been important in their life, then it's hard to avoid that you know the, the 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 superstars like Michael Jackson. And I just wonder, because um, I like to ask all guests this in in the light of kind of all the accusations and and and, and weird stuff. We should stress none of it's been ever proven. But can you distance the man from the music and still enjoy the music for what it is? I mean, I think, yeah, I can, because, you know, that that music was created from, I think, a real place, a pure place. And, uh, you know, the fame and all this stuff can, if it is true, I mean, no, again, never been proven. Yeah. But I don't know. I just like I can separate. I can separate that for sure, because I just think it, you know, it was made from a pure place when it was made. And you can't just. You can't just wipe out the greatest catalog of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Because of, you know, 
I, uh, I, I totally agree. There's a, there's a lot more ingredients in a Michael Jackson record than just Michael Jackson. There's some incredible yeah. producers. There's some oh, amazing, exactly, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. their, their work shouldn't be ignored. Um, over the, the, you know, the last few years of you making records, um, I'm just interested in the way that people listen to music now. It's changed a hell of a lot from when you probably first started writing in regards to streaming services and things like that and the traditional way of, you know, going and buying a CD or a record is, you know, disappearing. Although the, the, the vinyl sales in the UK are starting to come back again. Um, yeah. and, and the fact that, you know, through, you know, iTunes and Spotify, it feels that music, you know, you've got everything at your disposal, which can sometimes lead people to just kind of be quite, their attention span to be quite limited. So have you kind of took that on board and is it a consideration when you write records now, especially like singles, you know, is, is it a consideration that try and get them quick? Yeah, I think it really is, you know, and, but that, you know, that's fun for me. Like I, I am the super short attention span guy. And so, you know, like I want, I want my music to catch from, you know, the downbeat. And so whether it's like, whether it's putting a hook from the chorus in the intro and like kind of filtering it out a little bit. We've done that on a couple songs. Um, you know, just, I, but I love it. It's not that we do it at the expense of, you know, dopeness. It's like, I think it sounds awesome putting a little, a little sample from the chorus and the intro and, you know, just little stuff like that, you know, getting real specific. But um, yeah, I do. I do think attention spans are, dwindling and but i'm i'm one of those people so i can't i can't dog that and i just you know we gotta, gotta roll with it and you know we're out here to to make music and and sell records and so i'm you know i'm here to i'm here to uh you know appease the short attention spans sure sure for track two russell i'm gonna ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please uh you know it's Again, I've still come back to Michael Jackson because that was such of my early, early childhood, like, you know, going into the Pizza Hut and asking my mom for quarters to play black or white on the on like the CD jukebox. But uh, for for the emotional impact, I just remember listening to Man in the Mirror over and over again and like, you know, like I want to make a change. I want to make a difference. I want to make it right. And just, you know, just that, those lyrics really at a young age, for some reason, just hit me. And uh, I just remember listening to that song over and over again. I'm like, why does this song make me feel so good? You know? So the emotion that you got from that, was that joy? Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, or just like, just joy and hope to, to, you know, maybe one day bring change and maybe one day make music that, makes people feel like what i'm feeling right now yeah well you've done that how's that feel now oh yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy how do you how do you sort of deal with that when you get you know people saying like that record it it, it, you know changed my life or that record you know i met my girlfriend and and you know that was our record and like you know how do you deal with that sort of thing oh i mean you know i don't know i just every time i'm just blown away that like you know, because you get you start to get like a lot of messages on Instagram and, you know, everybody's messaging and saying this, saying that and saying this. But it's like sometimes you do have to step back and be like, man, like 
even if these people like no matter what this song has impacted them in some sort of way and you just got to be grateful for that you know that they don't just hit next on spotify with their short attention span you know like they listen to the whole song they let this song into their lives and their relationship and you know sometimes you got to step back and just like that's the that's what it's all about is impacting people in a positive way there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So let's 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 keep it in the, the formative years, Russell. For track three, I'm going to ask you the song that reminds you of your time at school. Oh, probably. Oh man, God, there's so many. Like early school, like fifth grade, I'd say Usher. Probably uh, my way. That record, that whole record. That I mean. And I feel like I found Usher before he really popped off. You know, I was like on Usher street team yeah. back in the day. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just remember finding that record and it was just like, wow. You know, my way, the uh, make me want to probably make me want to. Yeah. You make me want to. Dude, when, I mean, when everybody hears that song, it was like, what is this? And so I'd say, I'd say that record. And then probably... High school was a mix, literally a straight mix of heavy metal and country music. Yeah. Like I listened to everything. There was a band called uh, August Burns Red. They're like a metal band. Love their records. But at the same time, I'd listen to like Tim McGraw and Alan Jackson. And so, what around the time you was at, uh, you know, a uh, high school was that around the time of? Just trying to think what would have been at in the realms of sort of metal. Was that System of a Down and things like that happening then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, System of a Down was definitely a thing. I mean, I still – I remember like Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock coming out. Those yeah. were – me and my friends listened to those records and try to learn those guitar riffs and everything. Dude, those are good times. Did you enjoy school? I did. I really did. I'm a, I'm a social guy. I'm outgoing. I wasn't good at school. Like my grades were terrible, 
but I loved, I loved being at school. Teachers loved me. They had mercy on me. So they would help me. They would help me pass. <laughs> I was a teacher's pet and I knew, you know, I knew that if I could get on the teacher's good side that I, I would maybe pass. Was you a, was you a creative kid? Yeah. Yeah. I was always, I was, it was more music musical. I guess that is creative. Yeah, you know, course. I just always wanted to, I would always, I learned how to play piano at an early age. So if there was a piano, I'd be playing the piano. If there was a drum set. I'd be playing the drum set, just whatever it was, I would be, I would just be playing and, you know, fiddling with that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I drew as a kid too. I drew a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just a musical aspect. And, uh, and with that, having a kind of, you know, being able to play the piano and, 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 and you know, and, and jump on a drum kit and, and, and play guitar and stuff, when you'd, when you'd hear Tim McGraw or you'd hear, you know, System or Limp Bizkit or something like that, would, in your head, would you break down how them, how them records are put together and try and sort of section it out and kind of, you know, work out how, how those records were made? I think I think I'm more like I think I got more caught up in the like performance aspect of it. Like I saw myself on stage with them with a guitar and just rocking out. You know what I mean? Like I would more because that's where my head goes when I create music now is like I want to see I see I envision the crowd. I envision the the fans just singing these words to the songs that we're writing. I'm like, I don't know if they'd sing that or they would totally love this part, whatever. As like even yeah even in those records I would just picture myself I would picture them in the studio though I would I would totally you know envision them all like on their in, individual instruments like how is this all shaking out like I was curious of the process of you know uh, like Californication one of my favorite records of all time Red Hot Chili Peppers and you know just like that that record had such a vibe. And I just remember, I was like, I wonder, like, how did they do this in the studio? Like, what was they, were they all around at the same time? You know, and that, that was a big record for me, for sure. So, you know, as you, as you write, do you, can you, you know, do you, are you quite a, a visual person then? Do you try and sort of visualize what you're writing as well? And I'm trying to explain this correctly. I mean, I know you said you could sort of see the crowd, um, but you know, if you, uh, the lyrics, can you almost visualize the stories and the, and the, and what you're writing about? Is it something, you know, very, are you a visual person when you, you know, when you create? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like even like a specific example for my, my last single little thing was, you know, there's that part where it goes, she's all mine, you know? And I was like, we have to do this for the fan. Like that is specifically for the fans. And just to, you know, just to envision them screaming that and then for that to actually come to life, you know, when the song hits number one and they're all like screaming at the top of their lungs in these arenas, it's just like, that is exactly what I envisioned when we wrote the song. And it's just like, that's one of the greatest feelings ever, ever, ever. Okay. Track four, Russell, the first song you remember buying from a record store. goodness it was probably it was probably hansen right cool 
this is always the one that's, that no one's ever got a cool answer for this one. It's always got to be your right. first one's never cool. I mean, that's a cool what umbop are you talking about? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a yeah. cool pop song, man. Yeah, this is a great. It's a great pop record, and I think my cousin, my cousin had listened, like let me listen to it, and I was like, I was probably like fourth grade, and I just remember hearing all those songs, and I was like, this honestly is kind of tight, and so I remember getting that record and uh they came to town for the hansen concert and i was like yo is it cool if i go with y'all because i'm trying to go to this concert and so that was like that was one of my first that that was probably the first record i got i got roasted so bad for having that record but (laughs) whatever you gotta start somewhere right oh yeah oh yeah man (laughs) and the thing is have you gone back have you listened to that in the last few years I really haven't. It holds up. It sounds all right. It's a good pop yeah. tune. Yeah. Okay. Umbop, and then there's uh, "Where's the Love." Yeah. I mean, there there's some there's some tracks. Yeah. On that album, for I, sure. I think they're still going as well. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the UK last year, definitely. I saw them on loads of kind of TV shows that they were over with a new record and stuff like that. So yeah. it's quite weird now because they're like. They're grown-ups now, you know, and obviously, like, yeah. as soon as you picture them, the, you know, the drummer oh, looked about three years old, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, I think the drummer, Zach, was, like, eight when they were starting to yeah. go or something. It's crazy. Okay, well, let's move forwards now. And uh, for track five, a song that soundtrack your years clubbing. Man, that would be uh, – Oh, what was his name, dude? There was one. There's one party jam that really. It was like Jay Tayo. I'm looking it up right now. No. Tayo Cruz. Right. Yeah. What was that song? It was like Dynamite. He just had like off that record. He had just had some crazy ones. Dynamite was like popping. When we were, we're like pre gaming, ready, getting ready to go out, dynamite was that's that's an old school jam. Yeah, dude, was you a big clubber? Uh, I was more of just like a hang. Like we didn't go out to the club. We just like would go. Everybody would just meet at somebody's house and have a party. You know, we weren't. Yeah, we didn't really go because like downtown Nashville is like the honky tonks and the the cover band kind of thing, and we would just rather hang out and, you know, drink for cheap and listen to whatever we wanted to listen to instead of Wagon Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> no no, no disrespect to Wagon Wheel, but, you know, sometimes we need something different. Yeah, of course, man, of course. Um, for track six, I'm going to take you home as well and ask you for a favorite song from an artist from your home county. From our home what? County. Like Nashville? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. You got a lot to choose from there. I know. I know. I'd say. So Thomas Rhett is from here. Thomas Rhett grew up in Nashville, and I'd say I'll just I'll pick one of his songs, man. And I think "Remember You Young" is one of his greatest songs. It's one of, I mean, just top to bottom, one of the most well written country songs i've ever heard um he's from here who else is from here um 
Kit, I don't, I mean, Kit Moore pretty much is from here. I'm a huge Kit Moore fan. And uh, his first record up all night, that record top to bottom, you know, that was, he would, he would let me open up for him back in the day. And, you know, we'd be playing clubs and he, uh, you know, we would just listen to his record to and from each show that we were opening up for him. And like, I remember us all hearing Hey Pretty Girl off of that record. And like we had all, we'd been on the road for a few days and like, you know, we were all starting to miss our ladies and that song came on. And like, I mean, we were all like, there wasn't a dry eye <laughs> in the band. Like it, that song just like hit us. You know, I was missing my girl. We were all, you know, had been away for a while and dude, it just like wrecked us all. And we were like, holy crap, what is this song? And so we ended up uh, using using that song as our first dance for our wedding. Oh, nice, lovely. Yeah, yeah. And when you you know you, you see artists from where you grow up, you know, go on to have you know huge success. Is that inspired? Does that make you realize that you know, as a young lad, did that make you think, you know, if they can do that, I can do that. You know, if you know, if I apply myself, this can happen. Yeah, hundred percent. You know that. You know, to see such success, you know, sometimes can be discouraging because, like, how am I ever going to get there? But I saw Josh Turner. Um, he he was at Belmont. He's like, I think he's like ten years older than me, and so he was. He came to Belmont, and he actually got got involved in my dad's church choir. So my dad was a choir director, and he got involved there. So him and my dad kind of became buddies. And he would, you know, take him out to lunch and, you know, just talk to him about, you know, I guess he broke up with a girlfriend, super, you know, whatever. But so they become kind of became buddies. And just I, I got to see firsthand him go from, you know, little the little college demo with the sticker on the CD to record deal to, you know, first big hit, Long Black Train and a platinum record and. You know, all that stuff I got to see pretty much firsthand in in seeing him go from nothing to, you know, a country music, you know, star. And so I was like, that was really that was the one story that really motivated me to be like, look, I can I can do this. And so I immediately transferred to Belmont. I, you know, I started writing my own songs. I started really just chasing down that dream and figuring out my sound. And, and then, you know, next thing, you know, a couple of years later, I get, I get a couple offers on some publishing deals. I sign that I start playing shows more, you know, just start building this thing. And, you know, I just, it seeing Josh Turner firsthand was like the biggest blessing and motivator for me to get out here and do this. To do what you do. It's definitely something that not everybody can do. Are you a confident person? Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. You know, I have my moments of, you know, is this going to work? Is Am I ever going to, you know, go to the next level of superstardom? You know what I mean? Like, I always, everybody questions that. But it's like, you know, I I come back to reality and I'm like, no, I freaking got this, you know. You know, I've worked too hard to get here. And uh, yeah, man, I, I do, 
you know, it, not cockiness. I just think confidence is a, is a humble, a humble confidence of, you know, I don't need to talk myself up. My music's going to speak for itself. My live show, everything's going to speak for itself and, you know, just keep going, keep grinding and, you know, it's going to happen. You're a very driven person. Yeah, very, very driven. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I like once I set my mind and there's that, it's not like I'm, I'm driven on like every single thing, but like this is, I've never been more passionate and driven about anything in my life, you know? And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm very passionate about a few things and then everything else I'm super chill about. Like, you know, where are we going to dinner? I really don't care, you know, but it's like, but music, my, my wife, my kid, like those are, those are the things. Cool. For the last track, Russell, I'm going to ask you for a, a song that many people may not know that you would like them to hear. This is your opportunity to turn someone onto something that you think maybe a lot of people wouldn't know about. Okay. 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 Hmm. I mean, there's, gosh, there's so many options. I think, ooh, I got a good one. There's a band, there's a band from Nashville called Paper Route. And they're, you know, I don't know why they never blew up, you know, like this was like pre-Imagine Dragons, like, and, and it's not Imagine Dragons. It's not like that theatrical pop rock. It's like just straight, like, like indie pop that is so fire. And let me, I'm going to look up the song right now. It's uh better life. And that's, what was that? Paper what? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Paper, paper route. Right. And then the piece of Wild Things is the the album that Better Life is on. Okay. You and I. Oh, man. Dude. Well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast, Russell, so people can get to listen to all of the tracks that, uh, oh. that you've chosen. Uh, no. and obviously we'll put uh, some of your tracks on there as well uh speaking of which as 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 we get to the end of a you know a crazy year um and we're looking very sort of we're looking sort of excitedly at, at 2021 that there'll be some more freedom there'll be some shows and there'll be mm -hmm. some you know opportunities to hug strangers again um what are you looking forward to you know next year uh, personally and what have you got coming up professionally uh, professionally, uh, I'm looking forward obviously to shows, uh, to just, you know, hopefully this vaccine gets out and mass quantities and we can all get back. Um, but more so now, but to see the songs that I've been working on for so long on the second record, uh, to see these songs come to life and to see because i've been i've been touring one record for three years almost four and so you know i'm just excited to get for the fans to introduce this music into their lives into their cars into their road trips and uh to come to come see the show and just to sing these songs together like that's what i'm i don't care if it's 25 people or if it's twenty five thousand. you know like i i just want to be singing these songs with with these people and 
personally, uh, we're already, well, I guess it's still professionally. I'm still, we're already writing record three and, uh, we're going to be, I mean, we're going to be out on the road. So just raising, raising our little dude, uh, raising a little road baby in 2021 and just figuring out how to, how to raise a baby on a tour bus pretty much. <laughs> Wonderful. What a great adventure. And I'll tell you what, Russell, whether there be 25 people there or 25,000, when them first shows start to happen, when people can go back to gigs, 25 people are going to make the noise of 25,000. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. going to be oh, these first gigs for every band, you know, across the world are going to oh. be amazing. I really, <laughs> I really agree with that. You know, I'm like, I'm going to need a sedative when I go out on stage. I'm, gonna, I'm literally going to go crazy. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Russell, thanks so much for your time today, mate. It's been a real pleasure talking oh, records with you. Absolutely. Thank you for the time, man. Wonderful. Good luck with the music and, uh, and, and have some wonderful times this year with your family, man. Hey, man. Same to you, buddy. Great to meet you. Take it easy, my friend. Bye-bye. Right, buddy. There you go. What a lovely man. Russell Dickerson. Um, well, for those that were expecting us to be sitting there talking about Dolly, Johnny Cash, Tammy Wynette, <clears throat> didn't happen. We went in. We went at Jackson. We went Usher. Went all over the place. Um, did not see them kind of um, curveballs being thrown my way. Um, but that's what kind of makes this podcast fun, especially when I don't get the, you know, sometimes the guests will send me their song choices ahead. So if I haven't heard them, then, you know, I can research a little bit. And sometimes there's, there's you know, it's nicer if they just kind of go bang on the spot and, uh, and throw them in because generally the first one that comes to mind is always generally the right one. You know, sometimes you can overthink it and, you know, I'm blessed that, you know, all the guests on this podcast have never tried to be too cool and go, well, I couldn't say that, you know, I mean, Christ, you know, Russell wasn't sure about throwing Hanson in the mix. Um, all right, well, look, thank you uh, once to, uh, once more to Russell for guesting. Um, thanks to you, lovely lot, for listening and supporting this podcast. I mentioned at the beginning about supporting the podcast on Patreon. Um, if you can, that's amazing. Uh, if, another great way to, to kind of help uh, support what I do, follow us on the socials. If you see anything that I put up, give it a little like or a share or a retweet because it gets the word out there because... Uh, yeah, if you're getting some joy out of listening to these in lockdown, trust me, I'm getting a lot of joy out of keeping my uh, my tiny brain busy chatting to these people, and it's it's getting uh, it's getting me for a strange old year as well. So um, collectively, like uh, you know, we're all enjoying this. So um, yeah, thanks, thanks to you lot for uh, for just being bloody nice. Right, I'm done, and uh, too much waffling at the end there. I'll see you next time. Um, look after each other, be excellent, and uh, yeah, much love. Bye bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year, and they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music, and they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable, and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on. 
great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So, if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk. Official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.